taking the pulse of the city. The Capital Letter on Newstalk ZB. Time for the Capital Letter with New Zealand Herald Issues reporter Georgina Campbell. Good morning, George. Good morning, Nick. I've just had Andy Foster in the studio with me uh, and there's some events lined up and gave us an update of the state of the city. Your thoughts? Yes, I listened to the interview. It was great. And I thought um, it was really exciting that there are some events lined up. And it just got me thinking, I think your caller's question to Andy was about, you know, what sort of um, conversations are you having with central government about getting public servants back into the city? And I think the conversation actually has to be more than that because I think the way that we um, work and conduct our lives probably will be forever changed because of COVID and it has to be, we can't just rely on people coming back into the city for their jobs. I think we need some real draw card things, sort of um, make the city a destination, a place we want to, where people, you know, want to come into for other things just just some work? What, yes. what do you think? Yeah, I totally agree. I, I, you're, you're right. I mean, it's going to be very difficult to get the office numbers back to where they were because we've now found out that this thing called Zoom works and we've now found out this thing called a computer can go anywhere you want to go. So why do you have to sit around and, and talk at a water cooler? Exactly. And I think we shouldn't be relying on that. So I think it's exciting that there are some events lined up and I'll be very uh, keen to participate. I was really interested, George, on your um, uh, article about Wellington Apartments. I've got uh, a son with one of those apartments that he's never going to be able to afford to get uh, the earthquake situation under control because there's lots of apartments, lots of money. And that scheme that the government originally put in was just too damn hard. Will it make it any easier, do you think? Yes, so um, this is a story uh, from this week. So on Monday, Cabinet decided to widen the eligibility criteria for this loan scheme, which um, gives apartment owners of earthquake-prone buildings um, loans of up to $250,000 to help them out. The criteria has been quite narrow and even though this scheme has been available since September 2020, no one has actually applied for a loan. So that's quite problematic. Um, and I think the government has recognised that and also done a review of the scheme. So they are tinkering around a little bit with it. And certainly more owners will be eligible for the money, but MB did sort of warn probably it will only be a few. And... I was sort of thinking yesterday, and, and you'll obviously know from first-hand experience in your own family um, with your son, but just how challenging this must be. And even with the loan scheme, there are so many hurdles to get through, you know, dealing with engineers, getting consensus amongst all the um, owners of apartments in the one building. It's just it's really a nightmare, I think. And I think that the government's loan scheme was a nightmare too. I mean, fancy, it's a bit like that business one that they did. Remember during the the pandemic, they brought this business loan at your banks. They would guarantee the bank's loans and they had all this pot of gold to do it with and no one took that up because basically it was a bank loan. It was too damn hard. And this government one, I mean, I'm hoping that it's changed now uh, after reading your article, but that obviously was far too hard. Otherwise, people would have taken them up. Exactly. And while they have made changes, they are small changes. So while this is a step in the, in the right direction, I think I'll be interested to see what the uptake actually is. And I think the issue that the government um, has on its hand hands is that they want to limit the transfer of wealth from taxpayers 
to private property owners. You know, like it's a really tricky situation here. But also, your heart really goes out to people who purchase, um, you know, apartments and at that time they were, you know, well um, past the threshold of, of being kind of structurally sound. And then all of a sudden an engineer comes in and deems their building earthquake prone and they're stuck with bills for, you know, in some cases hundreds of thousands of dollars versus strengthening. Um, that doesn't really seem fair on them either. And the question is, I suppose, is how much should taxpayers bail them out for? Well, it's actually just a loan. And, you know, I think it's actually the right scheme because these people, most of them, I mean, I'm talking about most of them, would have bought their apartment in good faith, suddenly found out that their apartment that they paid three, four, five, seven, nine, whatever, a million dollars for was worth nothing and they couldn't even sell them because of it. So someone was, some somewhere, somewhere, somehow, someone has to fix it, don't they? Yes, well, look, both of us, I'm sure, will keep a close eye on this yeah. and I'll check back in with MB and see how many people have um, taken up the scheme in a few months' time to see what a difference it's made. I'm sure as hell you will, George. Divers <laughs> divers are being involved in shipping container as part of the plan to resume fluoridation in Wellington. I mean, yeah, this, this seems incredible. Yeah, I thought this was fascinating. So it turns out Wellington Water has actually sent um, two divers in at the Timarua treatment plant, which is where fluoridation has been turned off and the fluoridation um, infrastructure that is faulty is actually in a reservoir that holds 5 million litres of water which is the equivalent of two Olympic sized swimming pools so they had to send um, divers in there to check it out uh, and they took some camera footage to help engineers with their condition assessment and I think they're returning in um, a couple of weeks time and then over at Gear Island which is the other treatment plant where fluoride has been turned off um, they're looking at a new system which can be housed in a shipping container to get things running as soon as possible because the existing building there, the ceiling, has deteriorated so much that workers can't actually access the fluoride room safely. So they're going to put it all in a shipping container. Well, George, you'd just block your ears for a minute, but I hope like hell that the divers went to the bathroom before they jumped in and swam around in my uh, drinking water looking for, <laughs> with their cameras. Oh, my gosh. You'd I, hope so, wouldn't you? I can't even imagine that. Go, some divers in my drinking water swimming around. No, not for me, George. George, always a pleasure. Thank you very much. You take it easy. Keep the, keep up the good work. Georgina Campbell, who is a uh, New Zealand Herald special issues reporter, 